know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball Junk Episode 2 coming to you live on tape. I'm the gas man alongside Frankie Knuckles. Frank, say hello. Hey, everybody. It's Frankie K. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? Good, good. We are in your uh, video game studio. Yeah, I got I a lot of decorations that you were admiring. Yeah, before. I mean, not only all the different games and the game systems that are surrounding me, which I have played none of these. I bet you there isn't a single game that you own that I've played, unless you have NHL 97. Uh, no, but I have 94 and 95. I haven't played those ones. I've only ever played NHL 97 on the Sega Genesis. That's the only video game uh, I can remember ever playing. Is that weird? Other than Rock Band. You mean you I haven't guess. played Wolf Child for Sega CD? No. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I've never even heard of Wolf Child. I'm not surprised. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I, got I don't lot, think many people have. You got a lot of stuff down here. You got a lot uh, of shit. Yeah, you got a Michael Jackson thriller uh, plaque mounted poster. If you look below it, there's a rolled nothing but trouble poster, which just rolled. Arrived. Yeah, I just got it. Oh, yeah. where'd you get it? Like off eBay? eBay? Yeah. Are you gonna plaque mount it? Frame it? Not plaque mount. Jay would kill me, but uh, I might get a nice frame for that one. Do what, it upright. Why would Jay kill you? Because it totally ruins the value of the poster. If, when you say Jay, you, you mean Jay Cheel yes, from Film Junk? Like, like that one right there, he vomits when he sees the Man Who Knew Too Little poster plaque mounted. Well, he's here often, so that's a lot of vomit. <laughs> yeah. And then you, the Michael Jackson Thriller poster is in the Stag and Doe prizes. I put tickets into the worst prizes there and try to take them home, and I'm building my collection this summer. So you'll see a Michael Jackson Thriller poster and... Two sets of collectible spoons. Are they from like, various provinces and cities uh, around Canada? Oh, so you you is that like a whole set now? Do you have? I won all that, so I didn't buy any spoons. No, no, yeah. I would never accuse you of that. But now you have a whole set. I guess it's kind of a set. What? What do you? What, are you just gonna dis- display them and yeah, admire them? Yeah, it's just for a couple laughs. It's probably the fact that they're like. That's the first thing you see when you come into your basement is a little strange. It could be scary yeah. for a stranger walking in here. Because you got the Michael Jackson and uh, <laughs> and you got your spoons. I'm just, I got a stag and doe this Saturday. I'm hoping I can find a new piece of useless garbage to add to that. Do you golf? Uh, yes, sometimes. Uh, I haven't this uh, year yet. Because usually there's some sort of golfing thing. What about a spa? Would you do, would you do like a, like a, like a spa, spa getaway? Like, oh, no. Would you be, no. A bit on that. I put tickets in the booze. Booze? Yeah, any booze price, pretty much. And the worst one. Booze and the worst. Yeah. It's you my strategy. A spa. My- Some of them are good. Ugh, I don't know. You roll over and they take care of you. It's nice. I'd just be worried that my hairy back would be bothering them. <laughs> That's all I'd think about. You gotta, you, well, you wax it first. I don't know. You don't, you don't wax? No. No? I let it all go. Out no. through the shoulders. You got to try a Brazilian, man. It's pretty good. Okay. I'll keep Same. it in mind. You keep that in mind. Bikini season's almost over, so maybe next year. That's true. And everybody has now shut this podcast off. That's all right. That's all right. They're I'm bonding. having fun, to be honest. I'm having a wonderful time. But yeah, no, I, when was the last time I saw you? When I borrowed your lawnmower. That's right. We're like, we're like neighbors now. I saw you frantically coming over, yeah. and I was in the park trying to fly a kite. Yes. 
<laughs> and uh, I saw you like, is that Greg? What the hell is he doing? Yeah, yeah my lawnmower kind of broke down and in the middle of a cut, and you know I didn't really want to leave it that way, and I was like, Frank lives around the corner. I'm going to be neighborly and borrow his lawnmower, and I filled up the, your tank afterwards. Yes, which was very nice. Unnecessary, but nice. Well, you know, it's, I think that's the uh, the appropriate thing to do. But yeah, you got a sweet lawnmower. It's pretty good. The Husqvarna, like it purrs. Like, I didn't. I felt like I wasn't even mowing the lawn. It just, you know, it, it had its own motor, and it, there was no vibration. It was quiet. Yep, self propelling, just a gem. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it just goes. And the corners were sweet with that too. Man, <laughs> thank I you. I was jealous. Right now, I have a, an electric one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, Sorry, that's, that's that's happened. Well, I mean, those gas ones are kind of expensive, and the electric ones aren't. And you know, it's I don't have that big of a lawn. I've never been in your backyard, so I don't know if you have a. It's backyard. very small. It's very small. Your front lawn is larger. Just a bit. Just no. Yeah, because it's only half mine. But how how long does it take you to mow your lawn? Uh, I do the sides and my neighbors. So eighteen minutes exactly. Wow, that I'd is say. pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. My uh, my mother has a massive lawn. It takes like an hour. Mm. Yeah, that sucks. As a kid, that was the worst thing. I ha- I hated it. As I mean, there were some chores in mind. It's like she like my mom's house. Like she has the biggest lawn in the neighborhood and the largest driveway. And so shoveling snow and mowing the lawn was just torture. And then add in the fact that she had all kinds of fruit trees in the backyard. So every time those apples fell off the tree, I had to go out and pick up the fucking apples, you know, so they wouldn't rot into the grass. God, my childhood sucked. That does sound like that a was a lot of chores, man. Jesus, there was no good time of the year. Everything had a massive chore once a week associated. Ship her off with to it. Florida. Yeah, I should do that. I just <laughs> bulldoze that house down, sell off the land, maybe. Maybe open a convenience store. Go visit her during spring training. I could do that. Or when I go to Disney World. Yeah. I should ask if she'll live at Disney World. That'd be pretty good. Like in the castle at the Magic Kingdom. I kind of want to live in the castle. Yeah, that's good. Pay little visits to Cinderella. Uh, That's just weird. (laughs) Well, let's talk about sports because this is ball junk. Yeah, my... Spring training was a segue to baseball. No, it, yeah, it didn't, you, you did it well. Didn't fly. <laughs> well I, I didn't catch on it, but uh, that's all right. Now we're 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 into uh, into the sports part of of the ball junk, and so all the people who are like, "Man, I love sports." When are they going to talk about it? The first part was junk. This yes. is the balls. Well, you know, we gotta. I I like the junk. Too. We got we got to do that catch up thing. You know, I haven't really uh, done much Just or vibing. seen much. Yeah, I, I hear I hear lots of things about this vibe thing you guys are yeah just just vibing man vibe let's vibe the ball job the, the vibe cast <laughs> right i never listened to the vibe cast but i've heard it was very popular people eat it up eat yeah. that shit up oh. yeah man these people do eat that shit up they just eat the feces so baseball we cheer for the same team baltimore orioles i've got a shirt on right now you're baltimore wearing the orioles shirt uh they are currently in third place in the al east but they do have a lock on the second wild card right now and it's very tight they're right up there so it is I'm, tight they are pretty impressive this year offensively and what i find amazing about them is their starting pitching is not exceptional no they have like this well chris tillman's doing well he's 12 and 3 they have this 
weird strategy where in the past it's usually been about having amazing starting pitchers where they have awesome, an awesome bullpen and awesome offense and okay starting pitchers. It's just the fact that they do so well still kind of surprises me, and I'm very happy about it. Yes. Um, I'm impressed with uh, Chris Davis. Who isn't? The guy's an animal. Are you worried that there'll be a scandal at some point? No, I'm not worried about a scandal. What What I'm worried about is is what usually happens to home run hitters after the home run derby. I'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've been watching a ton of baseball. I've got uh, got extra innings, so I've been watching a lot of uh, Orioles. And uh, I, was, I, I like seeing what the Red Sox and uh, the Rays are doing. Although the Rays announcers are terrible. Yeah. Red Sox announcers are excellent. I think the Nesson guys are very good. Like Don Rosillo and Jerry Remy are, are hilarious. And they're very entertaining. But uh, and I laugh with glee at how bad and horrible the Blue Jays are doing. Yeah, I kind of like the Blue Jays. I have a bit of a soft spot oh. for them. I went to a game and actually bought a hat and a shirt. I got caught up in the fever that w- night. Was there a name on the shirt? Yeah, Reyes. I like Reyes. Jose Reyes. Just because when I was at Shea Stadium, I bought a Reyes shirt there, so I figure. Keep it with the Re- the Reyes trend. I, I like that. I, I'm, I'm down with that. But, uh, yeah, they are just really disappointing. I was just watching highlights. They blew a lead last night, I'm pretty sure. Oh, to the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, they were, it was terrible. I, I don't know. I, I think it's funny. All the, all the people that I know who are Jays fans were the beginning of the year. It was all, oh, we're going to win. We're going to the World Series. We got the, you know, the best team in the AL East and the, the worst team in the AL East. Yeah, I find it interesting that that's the part I am latched onto a bit, that there was all this hype and talk, and everywhere you went, people were wearing Jays gear. and Dumbass. On, on Facebook at the, the uh, home opener, everything was Jays, 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 and you don't hear so much anymore. No. Well, it's because none of them were actual baseball fans. They just get caught up on the old bandwagon that people like to say, and... And you know they're they're awful. I mean, they're still getting. Sometimes they're getting thirty thousand people, uh, some decent crowds, which is good. That not everybody has abandoned them, like I expected it to happen. Yeah, I mean they're not completely out of it quite yet. So I think that uh, when they had the ten eleven game winning streak or whatever, that that kept the fans. If if they had gone five hundred in those exact same games, I think everybody would be gone now. They would have bailed. And no one would be talking about the Blue Jays. Yeah, it's in the interest of full disclosure, as Chris Harrison of The Bachelorette would say, I don't watch a lot of games. I check box scores like while the game's happening and like live play stuff just to see how the Orioles are doing because I don't have uh, extra innings. So I really can't watch a Jays game at home. It, it just feels like forever. So sometimes I'll watch a, a Jays in 30 or something like that. But for the most part, it's just live stuff. And I went to one game this year and it was a lot of fun. I kind of, I've been thinking about going back to Camden Yards one weekend. Nice. It's an amazing place. So maybe, you, by the, maybe if they're in a race towards the end of summer, I might go down. 
Have you thought about going to a, a Bison's game in Buffalo? I did go to one actually. You did go to yeah, one. Yeah, I went to I one. I heard uh, they're lots of fun because it's cheap. Yeah, I well, this one was pretty good for my birthday. We went to there was a bus trip that someone I knew organized, and it was the tickets. I think are forty five, but you have to have a certain amount of people, and it's all you can eat, and you get to pick three things. What do you and, mean? Oh, sorry, let me. It's all you can drink too, beer. Oh, or soda if that's yes. your thing, and. So that's amazing already. What do you mean you get to pick three things? So they, like you can pick a few things from options for food that they put out. So it was kind of my dream. So it was beef on whack or nice. beef on a bun, which I ate about five or six. Impressive. There's smaller though. And wings. Nice. And sausages. Oh. And then some salads and chips and pretzels and stuff like that. So for 45 bucks, if you can get a few people together... And you don't have to sit in seats. It's in the, like, the outfield. Okay. And you get these picnic tables that are really comfortable and really wide open. You're not crammed in there. It was How an many awesome way to watch a game for this. I'm not sure. I think like maybe 20 or 25, but I could be wrong. Don't, I don't quote me. Have 25, 25. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. it's it's really cool. If there's ever another trip, I'll let you know because yeah, I think uh, I think it you would enjoy it quite a bit. Well, they had, uh, I was going to go to the game, uh, back in June where you're allowed to bring your dogs and, and Susan and I were going to go, but, uh, it would happen to be the same night we were going to see the stones. So it's mean, pretty we, good. We could have done it, but it, you know, it would have been a pretty long, exhausting day having to go from Buffalo to Toronto, then back to Welland. But, uh, yeah, I, I've been uh, meaning to uh, get out to uh, a game, but you know it's just so nice and comfortable watching it in an air conditioned room with a nice sofa and uh, some cold pops. Yeah, I, I wish I could watch more Orioles games, but just can't afford that package. It's but pretty pricey. It is pricey, but yeah, they got a great team. Uh, I mean, not only is their outfield awesome, I mean, Marquez and Adam Jones and Nate McCloth. Uh, but they're in the field, like Manny Machado. He's amazing. He's leading the league in doubles. He's, he's probably going to break the record. It's crazy. I, I can't believe how solid their roster is. And They had, what, four or five All-Stars? I think so. Yeah. It's, a, uh, yeah. it's just fun, it's, it's again, fun to, watch, to see absolutely. them. They were kind of written off, or people were saying last year was a bit of a fluke. And just to have them be doing awesome again, I love it, shutting up. People who make ridiculous predictions and oh yeah, I mean everybody said ah oh, you know the Orioles man they're not going to hang on and all last year was no oh, they'll fade soon they'll fade soon and got the wild card took out the Rangers and then uh, yeah got got into the playoffs and it was awesome last year even though you know they went out they didn't win but it's still pretty great because I didn't expect it yeah for sure and uh, yeah no so the uh, the at least the 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 stretch run now that they're getting into now the All Star break is done. Um, it's going to be awesome. Speaking of the all-star break, I can't stand the home run derby. I hate it. I, I, I don't get the appeal unless you're 10 years old or younger. I watched it for a bit. I think I tuned out after Chris Davis batted. It's like three hours long. It's really long. There's no need for it to be that long. And, and Chris Berman. Back, is, back, <laughs> back, gone. I, I've, oh. In my mind, I have this feeling that he was amazing at some point. And I don't know if it's really true, but I can't stand him anymore. No. 
he's fine as a as a studio host, you know. And but other than that, I mean, it when and who who did he had he had Nomar, Nomar who is and, uh, brutal. John Cruck again. I, I don't. Remember. I think Cruck John Cruck was was on the with him last year as well. But I, I, I remember, remember. A, a scary looking Mike Piazza joining in oh. at one point yeah. without his goatee. He should oh. probably always keep he, that. He goatee. should keep that. Yeah, but really, what has Nomad done? He just he does the home run derby. He was just so low key, and I don't know. They need to get someone better than that. Oh, uh, yeah, but just it's awful. I, I don't understand why all these people want to participate in it because, like, for the last few years, the people that do that or who are leading the league in home runs just swing like madmen at this home run derby, and then they wreck their swing. Like it happened to Jose Bautista twice, you know, and Chris Davis hasn't hit a home run since the All-Star break. Well, Andy popped. He had a blister on his hand, right, they were saying? No. Oh, wow. And that popped during one of his swings, and that's why his performance kind of dropped off at one point. Oh, I see. So I don't know if that's affecting his hitting now. He, they said he'd, he'd be back and he'd be fine, but and the, you the have o- to wonder the, a bit. The Oakland A's guy... He's amazing, Cespedes. Well, but he hasn't even he hasn't played a game yet. Oh no! Since since the home run derby, he got hurt. Yeah, he he was impressive though. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I like and I give credit to uh, the Blue Jays, you know, uh, general manager who told Batista that he couldn't participate this year because it it just messes up people. But uh, no, I, and I just I, I don't get the appeal of it. It's too long. It takes, yeah, it just takes forever. Chris Berman is awful, and I you know it, it's I, I I like it. No, I I hate it more than I hate the slam dunk competition. I have a soft spot for NBA All Star Night. Really? Yeah, I. I actually really like it. I like the three-point competition a lot. I like the three-point competition. The slam, my problem with the slam dunk competition is the ridiculousness of the voting. And it I think also they need takes to be forever. A, a little harsher about the yeah. voting. Like all of a sudden it's 10, 10. These guys just stand up and fall over backwards. There needs to be a bit more refinement in what is an amazing dunk. Some of these dunks should not be tens. We need a few more threes and fours. Just doing a dunk should be a one. Like some of these just power dunks when they're running out of time. Just try to really break down what the good dunks are, like the amazing dunks. Because I'm sure you could go back in history and look at all the perfect dunks, and there's a huge variance. Oh, in absolutely. Those dunks. I mean, and I, I didn't understand why Blake Griffin jumping over the car was. I was such just going to bring that up. That is the most ridiculous 10 ever. Yeah. I mean, you know, Vince Carter putting his elbow. It, Kind of a big deal with that dunk. Like his whole arm went in the net. Um, I like the Gerald Green uh, birthday cupcake. Yeah, yeah. I, al- I also liked when uh, when well, I think it was Dwight Howard that put the sticker of his own face. Yeah. Stuck it to the top of the backboard during the dunk. That's kind of funny. I don't remember what they were, but I really remember loving Cedric Sabalos's dunks back in the day. Nice. Why... Um, why don't they bring out the Harlem Globetrotters to do this stuff? I mean, their their dunk should be magical. Yeah, or even that's not a bad idea. Just some kind of game that's more like pickup style, where there's like a 
I know they don't play hard defense in the All-Star game, but it's almost like a game with no defense where yes. guys are doing ridiculous alley-oops and passes that happen in the flow of a game. Because people love when that happens during the actual All-Star game. So I think a side game with really relaxed rules and just the, the feel, like maybe an outdoor game associated with the All-Star game. Yeah, it's like in a park setting. Like huge bleacher setup, that could be a lot of fun. Can the net be like chain? Of course, it has yeah. to be. Um, and <laughs> I don't understand. And maybe it's just up in Canada we don't get to see it. But I, I want to watch the celebrity game. Yeah, I've watched it a couple. I, it's on NBA TV sometimes. Is it? Oh, it is bad. Well, that's what I mean. Like that would be entertaining. Maybe put the globe trotters up against the celebrities. Now that now that's entertainment. You got the bucket that everybody thinks is full of water, but it's actually just confetti. You know, great gags like that. Those, Why am I obsessed with the Globetrotters? They today? they put on a show. I've never seen them, but I hear it's quite good. Have you actually seen them? No, there? no. I, the only time I've ever seen them was when they were on Gilligan's Island and when they were on Scooby-Doo. I wouldn't mind. You know what? Just bring out the team from Semi-Pro. I love semi-pro. I'm you the do. only person. You are the only Spring person. Spring out the tropics. Have That's a celebrity game I'd watch. But we're getting off topic. Okay. Um, anyway, just to finish up the whole baseball thing, you had alluded to earlier with Chris Davis with the scandal and the PEDs, but they finally got Ryan Braun. It's a cheater. Pretty harsh. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, he, he loses a little bit of money, but he still signed to this $100 million deal. Oh, right. I, I don't... Not financially, like just half a season of punishment. And it's just, it's so obvious to me that a lot of guys are doing this and getting away with it. And it's just how fast can people advance the technology, I guess, of hiding it, which I get, or a new way that they can't detect. So I don't know. I just, I think it would be better if they just, had some kind of rules or regulations for it and kind of permitted it. I don't know. I, I never think you're going to get rid of it. And it just, it's so annoying that I don't even know why these stories are so big. Like it's happened so many times. Yeah. I, I just expect it now. And I know a lot of people have talked about how laxed the NBA's policies on that stuff are especially towards the end of the season when all the checks are over, anything goes pretty much. <laughs> and football, I don't know. I still, I'm sure stuff's going on there, like even Ray Lewis and his deer antler spray and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Like, it's that just, stuff it's just working hockey? around a system. It's, it's I don't know. It, it, it needs to be better. I don't know how you fix it, but there has to be a better way. I, I think, you know, if you, it's kind of like you look at Andy Pettit, who did it, got caught, and apologized. Everybody kind of let it go. But, you know, you know, when Ryan Braun first got suspended and then it was reversed on the technicality, he said, you know, I knew I was innocent. And he just lied and lied and lied and lied and lied. And he finally got, and he got caught again or different information came out to prove that he had actually taken it. And now everybody thinks he's not only a cheater, but he's also a liar. But he's not a murderer. No, he's not Aaron Hernandez, <laughs> which is uh, a pretty crazy story in itself. I just don't know how. I mean, it's it's just the way the person's built mentally to snap like that. You have millions of dollars. Yeah, you're an idol. 
you have pretty much the best life ever. You play sports for a living. And to just throw that away over, I, was it his, his girlfriend or something like that? Uh, who knows? But like, it's he just, pl- he I don't understand it. how your brain, how your brain goes to that direction. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's a, it's a crazy story. I guess I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it, it doesn't happen more, I think, just because, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they, they have a lot of money and they are, a lot of them are pretty jacked up and, you know, they I, I, I can see them flipping out because, you know, a lot of these players in any sport can get pretty intense, you know, other than OJ who was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I can't think of any other circumstance where, you know, a, a sports person has, has killed a guy, but this guy got caught. <laughs> I like, uh, like Peter King from sports illustrated. Uh, he, uh, he got the first interview with, uh, with Tom Brady asking him his opinion on his teammate killing somebody. And, you know, Brady is, he's a pretty low key mellow guy. And like, he's like, life goes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the Belichick approach too. Oh, I, that totally is the Bill Belichick approach. He probably said the exact same thing. Well, I would assume you and I are both extremely happy about this murder. Oh, yes. Because now... Is is that the best way to put it? I think it is. Happy about a murder? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, Seeing as that both of our teams are in that division. I'm a Bills fan. You're a Dolphins fan. Yes. And now with Gronkowski being hurt and no Aaron Hernandez. And Welker signing with another team. Your team. Yeah. Oh, no. It's the Broncos. Sorry. Yes. Not That's his team. old team. Uh, it's oh, I know. It's wide open. It's a bit more wide open. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Um, but I, uh, I think the Pats. You know, they have their own secret weapon. Who's that? Tim Tebow. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. I mean, he's he's just waiting for an opportunity to do something. Yeah, it's so weird that people don't want to give him a chance and. You can say what you want about his throwing motion, his accuracy. He still won a playoff game and made it to the playoffs, yes. albeit with a very good defense. But I, I don't know. I still think you could work with him somehow. It's Compared to all the backups who are never going to make it and are just kind of there, it seems like it would be a manageable risk for a team that's probably garbage. Like I still can't believe Jacksonville never got him with his Florida connection. Everyone says that, but it's true. It seems like it would be a good fit. Like, do they really think Blaine Gabbert is their quarterback of the future? Clearly. It's odd. It's an odd situation. Well, I I think New England is really the only place that Tebow could go. Because, I mean... Well, Josh McDaniels is back there now too, right? Who was his coach when... Yeah, and and just, I mean, there is no denying that Brady is the number one guy. There will never be any quarterback controversy. The fans will never chant for Tebow to play or or go into all these, you know, Boston call-in shows and and say, you know, why are they letting Tebow play? Like, that is never going to happen about him playing quarterback, you know. So I think that's why New England is the only place that he could really go to. Yeah, it makes sense. Now, speaking of uh, the AFC East, I got my Bills season tickets delivered to me today. Nice. Which Were I, they delivered to you by Cornelius Bennett? No, the biscuit, be the biscuit did not deliver. They were uh, 
delivered by a older FedEx employee, which I was surprised they came FedEx. Was it Don Pro- Beebe? Probably so no one can steal them. It was probably not Don Beebe. No, his helmet was not big enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that seeing those little puppies come in today just got me real riled up, and I can't wait. There's, I think I might have said this in the first episode, but there is no better way to spend a Sunday. It's such a useless day. And to go to a Bills game, it's, it's just like adding the best party possible on a, a day that's usually a write-off. It's it's awesome. I uh, Do you, you tailgate? Oh, I tailgate. Every game? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We usually go as soon as the parking lot's open. So how many, how many games in a season? Uh... Do you lose the home game and have to go to Toronto for one game too? Uh, you don't get the Toronto game. You don't get no, it. You don't have to pay for it either. You get uh, two preseasons and seven of the other home games. Out of, and it's out pretty, of eight. And really, if you're looking at season tickets. Nine out of nine. How yeah. many home games do they have? Nine. No, eight. Eight, right. But in terms of season tickets, it's probably the, one of the cheaper ones to get. Like I think it cost me... Around five hundred per ticket. No, for five hundred bucks for, for seasons. For seasons. Yeah, and there was cheaper options for one too. pair or two. You got a pair of tickets. No, just one. You got one ticket. Yeah, five hundred bucks. Because there's only a few games, but it seems like a a lot better deal than shelling out a ton of cash for Sabers or a team with like hundred or eighty home games and stuff like that, like baseball. So right. it, it works out well, perfect, and, and it's the most fun thing to watch live, so I'm really excited. That is pretty cool. At, at one time, I had season tickets for the Hamilton Bulldogs American Hockey League team, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the CFL team, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Niagara Ice Dogs OHL team. I had four sports team season tickets going at one time, and it was, it was just too much sports because, I mean, and, and when – Games happened at the same time that I had tickets for. It was really frustrating to try to pick which game I was going to go to. Sorry, did you get uh, Tiger Cats season tickets this year? Not for no. I'm not driving the two hours to Guelph. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's probably uh, a good thing, too. No, they're awful. The, the season they're has not awful. been pretty so far. I mean, they're building a new stadium. The stadium open, will open for next season. I'll probably get season tickets again, but the team will still be awful. Now, I'm sure they don't sell out of season tickets, but do you lose any uh, legacy level no, or no. seniority with your tickets no. based on that? No, just because they're playing in a completely different city in a they don't expect university people. town. No, yeah. it's just it's it's too much of a hassle for me to get to the games for the season. But anyway, I'd leave halfway through most of them anyway because they're they're terrible. Anyway, I think the best season ticket deal I ever had was with the Blue Jays. Like the Toronto Star newspaper, oh, right, the, the, season, the season pass, hundred bucks for every game, up in the five hundred level. It was great. Well, it'd be even better. Do they still have it? I don't they know. still do it, yeah. But it's harder to get it now. I would think so because they added that patio yes. in the outfield that anyone can go to. So yes. I'm assuming that's what a lot of people have those tickets do. Yeah, and then the, as the years went by, and as people saw this, the team saw how popular they were. You started. You know, now the home opener isn't included and some special games aren't included. I'm, I'm guessing Yankees and Red Sox games, you don't get all of them now. So it's kind of a pain in the ass. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Bill's season tickets, that's pretty exciting. You have people to go with, obviously. Yeah, for sure. That's we good. got a 
a threesome and a ro- and a rotating spot, so four seats all together. And I, I've gone to a lot of Bills games in my time, so I, it's nice to commit to a season. Right. No, yeah, I, I like I like getting the the package of all the tickets that are in the book, and you know, and you you tear the perforation and get your ticket out. It's very exciting. I'm looking forward to loading up on gear. The first day, oh, jerseys, yeah? hats, just go fucking crazy in that store. Will you get a Cornelius Bennett jersey? I don't can like. You, can the you retro, still get one? Yeah, they sell retro jerseys, but you don't like. Them? I don't like the retro jerseys. Why not? I like the current. Waste your money on a player that could get cut next huh. week. So, uh, but you must have been a fan of the CB triple. I I didn't like the Bills back then. Really? I, yeah, I hated them. When that they era. went to four straight Super Bowls, you weren't actually a fan of them. No, I was a Raiders fan then. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it changed was uh, when I finished university, or maybe it was a bit during, my friends got season tickets, so I would go to a lot of games, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Just be a Bills fan. You love these games. Yeah. So uh, w- through going to those games, my Love for the Bills grew a lot. So, do you remember what the CB triple was? I'm assuming it's a hamburger with three patties at Burger King. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you you just assumed it was at Burger King. <laughs> I, I think you may have mentioned it. To I me may before. have been. Maybe I mentioned it on the last episode, <laughs> but that's that's the only thing. That's probably the only reason I even know who Cornelius Bennett is. But uh, no, I dropped a Don Beebe. I, I, I watched all four of those games because all my friends were Bills fans, and it was pretty hilarious. Well, I guess the biggest news with your team is, well, they had some pretty big signings, Yeah. but uh, new jerseys and logo. Yes. How do you feel about it? This I like, I like it. I don't hate it. You know, whenever your favorite team changes a logo, like there's always, I, I'm sure it's happened with other people, but there's panic like sets in because you're like what the fuck you know if the, if the logo changes or the team name changes that you lucked out oh so with happy. the pelicans i mean because that's pretty awesome but uh you know and I, I was a little worried about what the what the logo was going to look like but you know it's it's not that different i'll be honest i think it's actually pretty good yeah i i was pleasantly surprised by yeah I, I was people also seem surprised. to be going ape shit like giddy over the new Vikings uniforms, which I didn't think were all that different. I, no. I don't know. I just don't see it. I guess the Dolphins uniforms aren't that much different either, but the logo, it's a little sleeker. If I'm not mistaken, there's no longer a helmet on the Dolphin, right? No, no. Right? No, no. Which no. I know, I don't know if you listen to Dave Damashek at all. Nope. Well, he is definitely my favorite sports personality. And, uh, he goes on and on about the M on the logo. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And uh, I agree with him, to be perfectly honest. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I guess the big news for the Bills is EJ Manuel draft pick, mm-hmm. which maybe I'll save because we have a, yeah, we do a, have a, a junk mail related to that. The, the One thing draft. I did want to mention, though, which I forgot during our uh, baseball all-star game talk, I was driving around the day after the All-Star game. And I was in my car, and I'm like, wow. It just dawned on me that this is the worst day in sports. And the day there, before. 
the All Star game. Yeah, there's no baseball. Yeah. It's like the sports vacuum. It's the only the two days in the year where there's nothing. And I was the day th- before and after. I don't know why I never realized this before. And I'm like, they should really do something for that. Like that seems like a prime opportunity to ha- get exposure sports wise. And then I, I didn't even realize that night were the ESPYS, which yeah. is that's why they they picked that mm-hmm. night for the ESPYS, which I had no idea until that day. And I did you watch the ESPYS? I watched. I did not. No, I didn't realize that they were available on Canadian television until yeah. it was too late. They're a little ridiculous. <laughs> but, but they have some nice emotional stories. I almost shed a tear a couple times. I mean, John Hamm's kind of funny, but I, you know, I I probably would have sought it out if it was norm hosting well yeah and someone had linked me the old video of him hosting which i had seen several hundred times and i watched it twice again that <laughs> night. and it is by far like the whole like just the opening the or the whole show the monologue okay. yeah can you it, send me that link yeah I can. it is one of the greatest mm. opening things ever like he just is fearless it, i i can't believe some of the stuff he says and i don't know he is just uh, one of the greatest people alive, as far as I'm concerned. It's a shame he only tweets about golf now. Yeah, did you watch any of his podcasts, like his live show? No. It was really good. It seems like it might not be coming back. They say they will, but I'm disappointed because I liked I liked his excellent. sports show on Comedy Central. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, me too. But uh, the guy just can't seem to catch a break. Like, no, everyone loves him, but then as soon as he starts something, it's I want to show with Norm Macdonald and Craig Kilborn, a sports show. I love Kilborn. I love Norm Macdonald. You love Craig Kilborn. Oh, I miss Kilborn so much. I need more Kilborn in my life. What the hell is he doing now? Nothing. He came back a while ago and did The Kilborn File, which is just another one of these shows that shows YouTube clips and makes comments, which another one of those. I'm a little sick of those. But he kind of started that in a in a in a little bit of a way. I guess they probably did that on the soup when he was on it. But he uh, on his late night show, he would always show these kind of in their world viral clips, like the bring your stuff guy and the the poop and pee lady, right? Which were excellent. Yeah, yeah sure. The poop and pee lady. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk a little bit about the NHL playoffs? Yeah, sure. I actually watched a lot of games this year, except for the last game. I didn't. I hardly watched any hockey this year, so there you go. And uh, I, it was because we had some podcast issues that night, and I remember driving home, and I totally blanked that the game was on, and uh, my buddy called me, and I was like, what's he calling me at this time for? It seems a little weird. And it's uh, a kind of tradition how as soon as someone wins the cup, we're usually watching – and we see how many times a guy raises the cup and says, fucking right, <laughs> fucking right, boys. Like, every, that's all they say. That's all they're capable of saying. So it's... Uh, well, most of them are just Canadian. It's, that's it's, what you, they say. It's you know? quite a treat to count fucking rights and slight variances on fucking right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my favorite things, and I, I just missed it. So I, I, I DVR'd a lot of games and watched... A few in between NBA games, but I actually uh, really enjoyed the playoffs. I do hate that the game is completely different in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like in terms of grinding and like a team like Boston, 
just makes me ill the way they play in the playoffs and like in the regular season they would be nonstop in the penalty box. Exactly. And now the whistles are away in the playoffs and the uh the saying is that's just good playoff hockey, which to me is bullshit and it really gets me angry when I'm watching. And if it was my team that was uh getting fucked over by that, well, when it is sometimes I'm usually snapping and screaming in my house so like a buffalo boston playoff yeah. series would like uh, leave we should probably talk about game seven leafs bruins <laughs> <laughs> which uh was what the <laughs> that is a uh a rolling uh socket yeah. yeah yeah which was a crazy event around here with uh the leafs being down 3-1 in the series, coming back to blow a 4-1 lead with 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure you like yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I'm not a big Leafs fan, but I hate Boston so much that I actually did not like it, and I was rooting for the Leafs. I, I, I hate Boston just a little bit less than I... Less than the Leafs. Yeah. I thought as a Habs fan... You would hate Boston the most. Well, no, I I do hate Boston. <laughs> I've got a lot of horrible feelings towards the Bruins, um, but uh, uh, just being as close as we are to Toronto and and just Leaf fans in general just drive me fucking bonkers. And that's yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I just it was such a crazy occurrence and. Around here, it was all people were talking. Or kind of not talking about. Like it was so bad that yeah, you all, people didn't want to talk about. Well, it or mention I, it. I couldn't believe it happened. This is I was listening to the game on the radio. I was driving, you know, and I got out and I went into uh, a Tim Hortons to get a coffee, and and I came out and and I couldn't understand what the announcers were talking about because I thought that you know it was it was four it was four two four one. It was 4-1, but it was 4-2 as I'd been listening to it, and the minutes were – there was only a couple minutes yeah, left. Yeah, yep. And uh, because uh, Oluchik had scored that second goal, and there was – I don't know, was there like a minute and a half to go? Yes. And uh, and I was like, fuck, god damn it. I'm just going to have to you know see those goddamn maple leaf flags hanging out of car windows on the highway as I'm driving to work. And, I, and when I came back, the announcers were just talking how it was stunning, and I couldn't figure what was going on, and I was like, how the – and then they said that they were going to overtime. And I, I was, how the fuck did they, it was the craziest thing ever that they blew two goals and like at the end, like three goals technically to send it to overtime. And then they fucking lost like early on in OT. Yeah. You could just see and it. You like, could just feel it happening too. I was well, watching, yeah. I was watching at a friend's house, the Leafs game. And I'm like, I just have a weird feeling about this. This is I not mean, when when, well. when the Bruins scored. I mean, as, as much as I dislike the Bruins, you know, I like, I, I I laughed so like I peed a little bit. Like I was laughing so hard in the car because it was just the most ludicrous thing that has ever occurred. And I understand, yeah, the Habs were eliminated by the Senators. Habs were first place in their division. You know, they had the higher seed, and the Sens just wiped the floor with them. And you know, sometimes when you get one player that goes down with an injury, and although you don't think you know one player could do it, sometimes it just throws everything off, and that's that's what happened to the Canadians. One of their defensemen went down with an injury, Alexei Emelin. He was just he was that guy that 
threw a lot of big hits and was like that big, you know, defenseman that, you know, just stopped a lot of shit from happening. And once he went down, everything just kind of shifted and, and, you know, and they lost. You know, it happens. So a lot of people think or put a, a majority of the blame on Carey Price. You're not. No, you're not, no, 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 not at all. I mean, most of the goals that went in, like he, he couldn't have stopped. I mean, uh, a lot of people think that he's the type of guy that folds under pressure, which is not true because he has succeeded. He's won a World Junior Championship, and he was one of the reasons they won. He won a Calder Cup in the American Hockey League with the Bulldogs. He was the reason they won. He was MVP of the playoffs. So, I mean, he can win big games. It's Sometimes it, you know, if you're really on a hot streak and if, you know, you, you can go far and you can win a Stanley Cup, you know, ask Corey Crawford. You know, yeah, it's and it, it happens all the time. If your goalie just happens to get on that hot streak, and you know, and sometimes you just can't beat them. But uh, no, I'm I'm not. Uh, I don't blame Carey Price. He's fine. He's he's a cowboy. He he's good. Well, yeah. Aside from the officiating stuff, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable playoffs, and I watched a lot more than I usually do. What ends up happening is I get really excited at the beginning when there's tons of games on right. every night and I'm flipping around. And then by the end, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of sick of playing there were hockey. a lot but of, not, uh, not this season. I was pretty into it the whole time. A lot of puck over the glass penalties this year. Yeah. That's got to go. It's well, I mean, you don't really want them to do it on purpose. Yeah. Well, I think you can make a judgment. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the weirdest rules. And it's so hard to tell. And maybe they need some kind of replay. Uh, probably. They, that would probably be the best thing, I think, on that penalty. There is a lot of instant replay in, in the NHL. And so, I don't know. Like, what is your feeling on the, on the whole instant replay? Like, is it good to just get it right? I love instant replay. Right. Yeah. I, I guess my biggest problem is with hockey, there's so many cases where, like, the red goal line is so important. And it's so easily obstructed by the goalie. Yes. That I just wish they had a better way of determining maybe an under ice cam. I don't know. Something that we get a definitive angle on this stuff. It, it, it shocks me in every sport how close stuff can be. And oh, yeah. It's, that's the best stuff about sports. Like just the, the drama buried in fractions of an inch and how that can change the course of an entire game and weird judgment calls that just kind of ruin it too. That <laughs> I, you have that awesome, let's get it right with instant replay. And then this other side that's, Oh, we can't review that. We can't do that. Especially in the NFL. And it just makes no sense. And this is <laughs> my friend talks about this too a lot, but how <clears throat> you measure downs in football. And then if it's if it's third down, break out the chain, see how much you need. When the ball's shifting around all the time, oh, like yeah. to to have this kind of loose attitude about placing the ball, and then all of a sudden, the smallest uh, millimeter determines a call is it, just ridiculous to me. And actually, the one that bothers me the most is the NBA, <laughs> and it is the idea of reviewing out of bounds possessions only at the end like a possession at the end 
is more meaningful than a possession at the beginning of the game. Like if you're building a huge oh, lead, yes, and see. because these refs, as I've said before, they're fucking brutal. And what they'll do is, let's say two guys are going for a rebound, and one guy follows through. And really, I bet on half of these, if you slowed them down, it would maybe last when they're going through the ball. It still might hit the other player's hand last, technically. But they just say, okay. It was, he initiated that momentum out of bounds and their ball. Now, at the end of games, you're looking at that stuff to a level you where it's just a kind of a common sense call in other cases. Now you're actually getting into the minutia of who did it touch last in these weird cases when the whole rest of the game, no one even cares. It's like, just let's play. And now we need to get this exactly right. Well, who's to say that a possession in the first half where someone could have hit a three or had a huge, like a possession is a possession. Mm -hmm. It's just as valuable. Then it could, that possession at the end might not even be as valuable if they had gotten calls right before. So that's the thing that really drives me nuts. Well, now that we're in, into that, do you have anything else to say on the NHL playoffs? Congratulations uh, not, to the Blackhawks. Yeah, not really. I, I'm glad the Blackhawks won. I was. I enjoyed that the final four teams were the previous four Stanley Cup winners. Yeah. So out of those, I was rooting for the Blackhawks. Right. I just. I always would tend to root for the team that hasn't won before, but like you said, they'd all won. So, Well, I mean, you do have a kinship with Native Americans, and so that's why you like the Blackhawks, right? Uh, yes, I guess. Yeah. I've heard you talk about that. 132nd Cherokee <laughs> Indian. And I love the Lone Ranger. So. <laughs> Which, and I do too, so if anybody ever gives you shit, I'll back you up on all the right. Lone Ranger. I love it. And then... I think the oh yeah because my the Sabers didn't make it so I really wasn't totally invested in the playoffs. Lindy Ruff though gone. Yeah, I'm. It's been a long time. I always liked Lindy Ruff. Uh, did they hire a new coach yet? I think they did. Oh, they, no. I think the one the interim coach got oh, permanently okay. hired. I'm, I could be wrong though, so don't berate me. Uh, but yeah, it just seemed like they needed a shake up there, and we'll see what happens. I'm I'm fine with the idea of moving on from the rough years. The one weird thing I found about after the Stanley Cup was over was how Vancouver and the Rangers just kind of traded coaches. Yeah. That was weird. There's a lot of coaching. Well, there were a ton of coaching that. changes, but the fact that, you know, they just, the old coach went in, I don't know, that's, that's just weird to me that that could happen. Yeah, NHL seems to be the sport where there's not a lot of new blood coaching-wise. Very rarely. Whereas, like in football, oh, they're you, picking up unknown yeah. guys all the time, and people are taking chances on younger coaches and different schemes. And with hockey, it just seems to be the same guys rotating for years and years. Once in a while, someone will make the leap up, but I'm surprised more teams don't try to really go off the map with some of their picks. No. And, you know, I don't understand why a team would bring back a coach that they had once previously fired. Yeah, it, it's like there's this common rule that these are the best coaches, but we just want a new one of the better coaches yeah. to mix things up. So. It's, I, I, it's really interesting with the NFL where that's the one sport where a coach can really change a game yes, completely and revitalize a team. So it makes sense that those are the ones that really try to take chances, but like a baseball manager, I don't know. 
Well, I don't know, Buck. <laughs> he does have Buck uh, Showalter's. He's he's a smart guy. Although it, sometimes I feel he rides Jim Johnson a little too much, but uh, but he's he 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 knows his shit. There are clearly cases for great baseball managers. I'm just wondering if the low end or average manager is really bringing that much to the right. table. I'd have to see. Like I'd like to see an inside perspective of the kind of things they do. Sure, like Gibbons for the Jays. His post game interviews are just. It seems like he doesn't even care. Like, oh, a, you win some, you lose some. He's a he's a d bag. They shelled us tonight. What can you say? Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I guess yeah. way to go. Awesome. Yeah. Well done. Okay, but so, uh, so let's let's get into the thing that you've been itching to talk about the most: the NBA playoffs. I it was a fantastic NBA well, playoffs. How did, and your, a fantastic how did your predictions uh, from episode one turn out? Well, let's say if I picked the Lakers over the Spurs as like a bit of a test and a prod, I'd say. But other than that, if you would have replaced the Spurs with the Lakers going all the way, I would have. I picked Miami to win over the Lakers. Right. So it was Miami over the Spurs. Uh, I think I had the entire Eastern Conference semis correct. Right. But my West was awful. Yeah. Because Denver, you, Denver yeah, shit the picked, bed. You picked Denver over Golden State. Yeah. I think, did you pick Denver in seven? Uh, I believe, yes. Yeah. And uh, what were the other ones? I don't know. It, it was an ex- awesome playoffs. I watched almost every game, I think. I That's think I might have missed two games between PVRs. I watched I watched as much as I could. Um, and a lot of the series were, were very, very good. But... Man, the Spurs fucking blew it. I'm so happy. I fucking hate the Spurs. And I love I love Popovich. I wish I had Popovich as my coach in life. Right. What do you, not, not what as do you Pelicans, hate about just like, my you, coach. you hate Duncan, you hate Man. So many things. Tony Parker. Tony Parker is the biggest flopper in the world. And he played some great games in the finals. Uh, he just he everything he does bothers me so much. He, as soon as he feels the contact he goes right to the ground. And you can see two clear cases of him behaving differently. So yeah, but if he's going to pass, Le- he doesn't fall down. The Heat were doing it like LeBron do, was doing it too. They don't even too. do it near as much. And Gi- Ginobili is just as bad. I really felt that in games one and two of the finals, the refs were giving every call to San Antonio. And I think I said this on the last episode. LeBron gets fouled on like 70% of his possessions. It's ridiculous. He is by far the greatest player. He's amazing. Uh, I'm glad the Spurs didn't win. I dislike them very much. I'm not saying they're a bad team. Uh, But I guess with the Spurs now, I used to prefer the old Spurs a bit more. They had a lot more ball movement. They seem like everything kind of flows through Tony Parker now or Ginobili if if Parker's off. And it's kind of like a a lot of screen setting. And the ball is mostly in Tony Parker's hands, which... Is not as much fun for me to watch, and it, it just doesn't have that old Spurs uh, rotating around the outside with passes, and they used to like really play the game properly. And as much as I hated those guys, I had to respect that element of their game. And I, I don't know, they're they're still really good, and they're just not as much fun to watch for me anymore. And they flop and whine like crazy, right? So we okay. So 
you mentioned the the Lakers. Were you uh, were you upset that Kobe got hurt? Uh, no. Uh, well, we kind of talked about the last show too, but I, I'm I'm well. Okay. No, I mean the, he got hurt. Oh, that's right. He he wasn't in the playoffs. It was right yeah. before the playoffs that he got hurt. Right. So yeah, it, it's fine. We'll see what happens this year with them. Now, I guess for them, Dwight Howard. Everyone seems kind of shocked that he. I don't understand why, why. I don't think Lakers fans were shocked. Like Lakers fans are 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 were pissed that, um, that you know he just he just kind of waited and waited and waited and didn't really do anything. And I think they was just they were just annoyed by the whole thing. But I don't think anybody was shocked that he chose to play elsewhere. No, exactly. It's pretty clear that. I don't think him and Kobe get along too well. Well, no, and like there were there was that talk of him and Chris Paul wanting to play together, and, and Chris Paul is just as demanding as, yes. as <laughs> Kobe Bryant is, and even more so. But uh, so he wouldn't have enjoyed playing for the Clips either. I wonder if it's just attitude, or maybe there's a sense to him that the offense should be running through him, which well, I, the, which I, which then I he agree had his with. opportunity to show what he could do, and he did shit all. After when Kobe went down, then the yeah. offense ran through him, and it was it was him, and uh, he didn't do anything. Well, I guess the I would the devil's advocate approach would be they were just getting used to playing like that, and I don't know if you're a professional athlete, it shouldn't take you too long to, you know, be able to adapt to a system. Uh, well, like even the Heat, their first year, there was a lot of growing pains with those. Didn't three. they get to the finals? Yeah, and they lost, but they're like, there were a few stretches where they didn't look impressive. They, it was towards the second half of the season where things finally came together for them. So, I don't know. I but I but I'm saying and and I understand that I think they only played about four games together. But the Lakers did have f- probably four Hall of Famers in their starting lineup. Oh, and one other one other between thing Nash I- and, and Kobe and Paul Gasol and. Uh, and Dwight Howard, and they were awful. I know. I when I made my predictions, I think Pau Gasol was hurt at least for a few games, which I didn't know. And Steve Nash, it was more of the Pau thing that I was like, I didn't know that he wasn't playing because right. that was a big factor. And I think he's an amazing player. So well, that's what I mean. Like, uh, I don't know. And maybe Dan Tony's just not the right coach. I don't think so. <laughs> that's pretty much general consensus. I mean. Tim Duncan and David Robinson made it work. They won championships. I mean, Pau Gasol and Dwight Howard should have been unstoppable. They should have been. Yeah. That's a, quite a front front court. Yeah. But uh, I'm just trying to think if there was any other major stories in the playoffs. Well, like, I Obviously, mean, finals game six was the biggest one, right, that you talked which? about. Uh, finals game six, the collapse at yes. the end of the game where Ray Allen hit. One of the greatest shots of all time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I would say it's in the top five greatest shots that I have witnessed. And, uh, and, I mean, the other four were taken by Robert Ory and Derek Fisher and Kobe Bryant. And I guess another one would be Miami Heat fans leaving before that shot. Yeah. Which is ridiculous on so many levels. I can't. First, just it's the finals. Support your team. Second, wouldn't you, if you pay tickets, you're at the finals. I know you lost, but I think I would want to see, yeah, like the a fu- the trophy handed out and speeches. 
yeah, we'll see if that ever happens and my team loses in the finals, what I do, but I would still be curious. Yeah, it's kind of something to see, you know, that celebration, you know, from the... Or yell at them and curse them while they're doing stuff. Or boo them. They should all be standing there booing them. Yeah, piss on them. Like, do something. Leave early. Beat the traffic. I guess another big story was the Golden State Warriors, who were amazing. And I actually think in the games against San Antonio... I was thought they got fucked royally by the refs. I don't know what the refs were in love with San Antonio. I couldn't believe the stuff they were getting away with and just the free throw. There's always a team that you think the refs are in love with. Oh, it's the, it the was NBA. the Spurs this year for sure. And <laughs> they uh well the Lakers were out, so Yeah, that's true. Or they didn't have Kobe, so they're, it wasn't they're, even if the refs tried their hardest they would not have been able to help the Lakers. No, in the, and was it game one against Golden State where they were up by like 30 where Stephen Curry had the amazing game yeah. and then they blew it? Oh, yeah, and it went to double overtime, I think. It was ridiculous how they let the Spurs get back in that game. Well, Everyone talked about the fourth quarter or they just tuned into the fourth quarter. At the end of the third, the, they screwed over Golden State so many times and I was snapping and I don't even care. I I was just you. Do, you get you get angry. Sometimes. I scream. I scream a lot when yeah. I watch basketball, mostly at the refs. I just it infuriates me. Did you watch any of the new ESPN countdown stuff? No. As a pregame oh, show like in the with, halftime with, with Bill the, Simmons their, and Magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, like everybody else says, they need a host. Yeah, I like Will Bond, but I don't, I don't know if he's a good a good enough host. It seems like they throw it to Jalen Rose a lot. Yeah, like Jalen Rose is the one. Like kind R- of Rose and Simmons are very good together. Yeah, I I like Simmons. You know, I after listening to his podcast and reading columns for years. Yeah, I thought I might have gotten a little tired of him, but I still find him to be kind of enjoyable. And and I could listen to Magic talk all day. Yeah, I I don't find Magic to be that great. He always kind of. I do like how him and Simmons almost always have opposite opinions yeah. and get into it a bit. That's, that's well, cool. that's the that's the Lakers Celtics yeah. thing right there, <laughs> which is good for the show. But I still don't think it's as good as TNT stuff. No, I, I like TNT stuff when Magic was there before Shaq. But you know, I mean, Barkley and Kenny are very good too. Ernie's a good host. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I I thought uh, the NBA playoffs were 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 very good. Uh, like, I think like the the East next year is 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 going to be interesting with uh, with Derrick Rose coming back. I think the Bulls are. I mean, the Bulls played well in the playoffs. You know, like there was a time where I thought they might actually knock off the Heat. And I don't know where Nate Robinson came from. I know. From, I, I've always hated that guy so Jesus, much. Jesus, he played, he played hard. And I just see when he takes these ridiculous shots and they go in. And I just think if I was on that team, like if it was my men's league, when a guy like that takes those shots and they go in, yeah, you're just like, that's almost the worst thing because you know they're going to take just as many more ridiculous oh, yeah. shots. You almost hope those ridiculous shots they miss, I guess – it's one of those rare occasions where they continued to go in, but I think he kind of faded out during the last couple of games of that series. You uh, of that they lost. You said you you have you've heard uh, Simmons talk about how 
the irrational fix, confidence how, guy. Well, how to fix the Lakers. Oh, I, I, I'm not sure if I have. Or just of, of all the things that he says that they should do this offseason and like, you know, trade Gasol to the Bulls for a couple expiring contracts and that. And and when Kobe comes back, just tell Kobe to take 50 shots a game. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and go for your scoring title. Yeah, and go for the scoring try title. Try to get the top draft pick. Try, try to, yeah, just uh, basically just tank the whole thing and, and, uh, but yeah, because because come 2015, there's there's no money, and there's and out there is LeBron and Carmelo Anthony, yeah. ready to be uh, signed to come play in L.A. I would like to think that LeBron would never go to L.A. I certainly don't think he'd ever play with Kobe. I think Kobe, to me, represents the exact type of player that LeBron isn't. Everybody wants to play for the Lakers. I don't Boyd think Howard. I don't think so. I really don't think LeBron does, and uh. We'll get well, to this. Just, we'll it, get to it, this in a junk mail, but I but, I think he could be headed back. No, if if he if he wants to, you know, he wants to be a Hollywood guy. He does. I don't know. He would never be second banana. To well, he wouldn't be second. He'd be the top banana. Like they, if Kobe wanted to play there, he would have to be. He would have to step back, and Kobe would be the guy that would be gone. If we couldn't handle it, we'll see. Well, I hope that I really hope that doesn't happen. But you know, the Lakers uh, seem to have a habit of falling into mounds of shit. Well, that, that's coming what they up do, smelling you know, like, like roses. I mean, and here's the thing: I mean, I don't really like. I mean, the Lakers were an eight seed, right? And they did a lot of that with those guys being injured and not playing together, and. And you know, so in the in the season before, they were really good, and it was just Kobe and Powell. And that's kind of what it's going to be this year. And then they have Steve Nash, if, and if he's healthy, I mean, I just yeah, their their bench isn't that deep, but I I just don't think they're going to be that bad. Like like I don't think they have a shot at uh, at Andrew Wiggins, the first draft pick next year. I just, I just don't think they're going to be that bad. So I'm just hoping Kobe comes back too early and permanently gets himself out. No, he's, he's going to get that scoring title. He's going to be the greatest scorer of all time. We'll see. I'm not doubting he's a great scorer. I'm doubting whether he's a great teammate. He's going to get that sixth ring. We'll see. At some point. Now, I, I guess uh, the Pelicans... Made a lot of moves on draft night. They certainly did. Which was really interesting for me. So we got Drew Holiday. We traded the sixth pick, Nerland's Noel. Yeah. Which I was fine either way. He's like 100 pounds and he's like eight feet tall. But it's be cool to say Nerland's in New Orleans. Right. I like that. There's a lot of cool stuff there. And the idea that both Kentucky Wildcat guys, Nerland's and Anthony Davis playing together, and then they also traded a sign and tra- or a, yeah sign and trade I think for Tyreek Evans, which I was not as crazy about. <laughs> I've always hated Tyreek Evans, but now I love him because he's on my team. No, yeah, you gotta love him now. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. But they do have a lot of young guys with uh, longer contracts, four years, and then Anthony Davis, Ryan Anderson. Uh, now the, I'm hoping they get Greg Oden. They're one of the three. <laughs> They're one of the top three. Miami, 
New Orleans because he knows Monty Williams and he, uh, it could be a good fit. That would just – he's going to be – I think he's going to be really good when he comes back. So to me, that would just tickle. I would love it. And then my favorite, Ryan Anderson, coming off the bench. And uh, I'm just really excited. Austin, I watched a lot of the uh, D-League, the Summer League mm-hmm. that was on, and uh, Austin Rivers actually looked really good because he looked like a bag of shit last year. So I'm really, really excited for the first Pelican season. And They're not a playoff team, though. I would not go that far. They could definitely, if they play good defense, I think they could definitely make the playoffs. Uh, they may beat the Lakers this season. It'll be interesting. Maybe a little side wager <laughs> is in order. Now, I'm so excited. I'm tentatively, I'm going to try and go to New Orleans for the first home opener for the Pelicans. Wow. They haven't, they haven't announced it yet, so I'm trying to play it out because the Bills play the Saints on the Sunday in New Orleans, and then the, uh, usually three or four days later is the, the first game of the NBA season. So I'm hoping huh. that week to take in a few of the inaugural Pelicans games, which would be amazing. That's- and I'd probably spend $2,000 in merchandise. I would be impressed to see the merchandise you come back with. <laughs> I remember we went to the uh, we went to New York for St. Patrick's Day once, and I went to the NBA store, and I brought I I think I spent like six hundred. I bought every they didn't have much Hornet stuff. I literally bought almost everything you could buy, and I uh, laid it out on the bed, the hotel, and took a picture, and it was just ridiculous how much stuff. I'm so excited for this season. I it can't come fast enough. When I'm in uh, when I'm in Disney World in September, um, you know the little uh, vinylmations, the vinylmations. Because I was told you last time they had like an uh, like they had a first set of like NBA teams. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, if there's a Pelicans one, should I? Yeah, please. Yeah, okay. I would love that. It'd be it's interesting my, it's to see Disney and Pelicans. Yeah. combined, probably a safe bet with me. They could uh, that could be the next big uh, feature film franchise, Disney's Pelicans. Hmm, it's got a nice ring to it. Hmm. Saw some pelicans at the Toronto Zoo earlier this year. Did you? What a majestic, <laughs> l- luscious beast. I don't know if, first of all, majestic and luscious are good adjectives for pelicans, and I'm not sure they're even called beasts. It's part of the animal kingdom. It, it's a beast. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I don't know. I don't have too much other... NBA well, style. everybody's talking now that Dwight Howard has gone to Houston. Oh, uh, yeah, we should probably talk that uh, that they're they're going to be very competitive with him and James Harding, and I just I just don't get it. I mean, because I don't think the Spurs are going away, and Oklahoma is still going to be a top team. Um, Golden State, who are good, now have Andre Iguodala as well, so Golden State's going to be better. What was that weird noise? Was that a cat. child? Was it a cat? It sounds like it's in my house. <laughs> Do you have a cat? No. No. Well, that's hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, the cat is not in the house. But uh, no, I, I just don't see Houston being much better than a sixth or seventh seed at the most. I think that we got. I I watched some of the play. Well, the playoff games against Oklahoma City when Westbrook went out. Chandler Parsons was actually awesome. Yeah, I was really impressed by him. So. Uh, 
I think they'll be really good. I, I kind of agree, six or seven seed. But, you know, an injury can change everything in this league. And but who knows what Dwight Howard is going to show exactly. up. Exactly. That guy. What a cunt. Yeah, he's like such a waste of talent. I, I just don't like his, his attitude. Like, if he was on my team and the way he laughs stuff off, I don't know. I just I don't see the passion that I see. Like, I know I hate Kobe Bryant, but at least I can respect how much he cares about winning. And, like, that's what he's about. So, you know, I can really appreciate that, and that's what I would want to see in my players. Only I'd like them to pass. <laughs> He'd like them to pass. What do you mean? <laughs> All right, so let's uh, we've we've done our roundups on baseball. We talked a little bit about football. We did the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. People want us to talk about soccer or golf or tennis, and I, I haven't watched I, a ton. No, even no. Wimbledon. I think I I did watch the last match uh, quite a bit of it, and I the really guy I, won, right? I really don't like Andy Murray at all. No, so I was. Kind of disappointed. I don't like uh, Djokovic that much either, so that's I wasn't that interested. Uh, I wish I would have watched more. Actually, I just for some reason this year I didn't get into it. It's oh well, right. what are you gonna do? I yeah. I didn't lose any sleep. That's for no, sure. No, you're not upset about it. <laughs> no. All right. So should we uh, mosey on into uh, some sports uh, from across the globe? What I like to call balls around the world. Yes. We should do that. Let's do that. All right. So I got a few stories here. Um, And although we didn't really actually talk about soccer, some of the best stuff about balls around the world involves soccer and soccer fans and the lunacy about them, especially in uh, in uh, uh, across Europe and South America. So uh, there's an Argentinian club called... uh, Independiente. I think I got that one right. I had to practice that a few times. And so they had a, a terrible last 12 months. And uh, so their fans finally lost their shit. Now, again, these aren't completely up-to-date stories, but uh, this is those last few months, you know, stuff that I found in the internet that uh, that kind of made me laugh. Uh, so there was... <laughs> There was a there was a meet and greet set up at the end of the season, and after uh, a whole year of just mediocrity or worse, the fans lost it and uh, threw chairs and a desk at the club president. <laughs> now I, I I get the passion in fans, and sometimes you know you want to take it out on uh, the people that run the team, but I mean, maybe throwing furniture. This is a little bit excessive. They may have crossed the line there. They may have. Uh, uh, they've definitely uh, crossed the line. Now, this team was actually mostly successful. They've won the championship seven times, uh, but uh, and they're one of the biggest clubs in South America. But uh, they got relegated to a lower division because they played so poorly, and uh, fans were looking for answers on how they can get their team back into the top. So they had this big meeting. Uh, with supporters and the president was there and you know it seemed like the perfect opportunity to set things right but the fans didn't get the answers they hoped for everything just went to hell so does it say how many fans were there um like it just seems weird that they'd even do this well you know that that's how they uh do things down there i guess like but putting uh, themselves in a situation to 
like most of the stuff gets handled through the media, press conferences, to do it directly with the fans. It's kind of surprising to me. Well, you know, maybe they just uh, wanted, maybe they knew something uh, that the fans were and the supporters were going to be upset, so they wanted to clear the air and, and settle things. So the guy, the president, was taking questions on his posi- uh, on the podium. Uh, he was asked about uh, funds for the team for next season, what they'd be able to spend on. And when he said that there was going to be no cash available, um, they started hauling chairs and threw a desk at the president who was then forced into a side room. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody was hurt. I like it better when guys get hurt. Well, uh, the furniture probably didn't do so well. Um, one of the things that I find fascinating about um, – uh, world sports uh, and especially in other countries there are some traditions that have been going on for many years and and things that are called sport and one of my favorites which i've seen highlights on and there's tons of it on youtube is uh is the cheese rolling Ooh, i've never seen cheese rolling do you have any idea what this is about no all right so at, at Cooper's Hill, this is in the UK, uh, in Gloucestershire, I think I pronounced that right. And if I pronounced it wrong, really, who cares? He's Gloucester. I, are you sure? No, There's a shire no, at the I'm end. I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought it was Gloucestershire. Anyway, so what happens is there's this massive hill and they drop a wheel of cheese and hundreds of people race down this hill, but it's so steep, it's just tumbling and people like break legs and arms and dislocate shoulders so they're running away from the cheese they're running to get the cheese the cheese is released down the hill and they're chasing the cheese (laughs) down the hill and the first one that gets the cheese wins the race now do they they get to keep the cheese that's that's the prize okay so that's why they're trying so hard yeah so is it it's just one big roll of cheese yes and a bunch of people running after it's now the official cheese uh was a was a plastic, uh, 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 a double glue chester. This time they had to use because they're not allowed to use real cheese anymore. Oh, they have to. They have to send fake cheese down the the hill. But this thing's been going on since the 1800s. Yeah, it sounds like something that may be rooted in tradition. Yes, and but- and the, the whole thing is just insane. Like, and this this woman. Uh, who's been doing this cheese since like 1986. She, she's been making this cheese specifically for the cheese thing. Um, cops actually said, uh, she shouldn't do it anymore because she might be liable for injuries that people sustain <laughs> chasing her cheese. So they had to use a fake cheese roll, but they got a real cheese wheel at the end of the race. The winner. How big is the cheese? Um, to tell you the truth, it's uh 3.5 kilograms, eight pounds. So not that big. No. See, in my mind, when you describe this to me, I was literally picturing a roll of cheese like the boulder in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That'd be a little bit big. That's a lot of cheese, though. I wish it was that big, though. Uh, But an American won this year. Uh, He's an Army veteran, uh, although one one guy uh, came off the the hill with a broken leg. Only one broken bone? A broke, but still, a broken leg. Hurling yourself down a steep hill, chasing a wheel of cheese. Tradition. I think I would like to do this. This is like... I love cheese. This, was, this is Wipeout before... Yeah. You know, before anything. Oh, we could do... We, we could have our own cheese run. We, well, some other people have done their own cheese rolling. 
So there's competition happening right now. What's your favorite cheese? <sighs> well, I think you, you kind of have to break that down a little bit, though. Well, you uh, kind of like, I mean, do you like, like, because there's different cheeses. There's cheese that you can melt. There's cheese that you can spread. And there's cheese that you sprinkle. I am a favorite cheese. Oh, God. Mine's a three-way race between cheddar, classic uh-huh. cheddar, yep. blue cheese. Right. And Parmesan cheese. Yeah. See, I think Parm and blue cheese would be in my top three, uh, probably along with Boccaccini. All right. I think I'm going with cheddar, the classic. The classic cheddar. If I have to just eat a chunk of cheese, which I do, it's going to be cheddar. Is it ever from a wheel? Do you take a big bite? Just a little cracker barrel. A little. (laughs) (laughs) Cracker barrel cheese is all right. I like it old, old and oh, stinky. Yeah, absolutely. Old cheddar is by far the best. Uh, definitely. I should have added that. Old cheddar. Um, speaking of uh, injuries and traditions in sports, uh, earlier this month uh, in uh, Pamplona, you know what happened? Is that the running of the Bulls? The running of the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Rodman, they just they send Bill them out Wellington. there. <laughs> <laughs> a little Tony Kukoc. They send them out uh, after people. Now, is this something you would ever want to do? The running of the bulls? Running of the bulls. No. No? I'm not that fast. You, but you love animals. <laughs> and I have bad knees. I think I would be one of the first to get gored. Get gored? Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a this year there was a big crowd of runners, but only two people were treated for injuries, and no one was gored. I'd like to watch it. I think it'd be a pretty cool thing to go to at some point. Would you like to watch somebody that you know in it? Uh, I I like watching Billy Crystal in City Slickers. Right. So I'm. I think I could watch anyone. I'd. I would prefer, obviously, to watch someone I know and see. You think we could get uh, Cheely and Dwyer? I think Sean could do it. I don't know though. I don't know if he's got the pep. You don't think so? He's pretty laid back. I've heard Chile's been uh, dropping some weight. Yeah, yeah. He's on uh, He's on some sort of a plan, calorie counter. Absolutely. I hear all these things from his uh, his better half, who oh. now works for me. Giving me I've, the inside I've employed scoop. both of them at one point <laughs> or another. <laughs> so that's how I got all my information. I found out that uh, I, I hope he was inspired by my weight loss. He hasn't. He hasn't mentioned that. It's probably a secret of his. Something he'll never keeps that close to the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and if you want to be able to enjoy the wonderful things in life, like poutine, sometimes you got to watch everything else that you eat. Unless you're a guy like Dwyer who can probably eat whatever he wants and not gain any weight. He's one of those things. He's got that high metabolism. Yeah, I think so. Well, he eats vegetarian all the time, so that's why he doesn't gain any That probably helps. Yeah. A lot of cheese pizza and fries, though. That's true. I bet he does eat a lot of cheese. He loves cheese pizza. And if you think about it, though, that's not bad. I love cheese. I love cheese pizza. It was my favorite growing up. And and I like French fries. I also love French fries. So, you know, maybe being a vegetarian is something we should think about. (laughs) (laughs) Just eating pizza and French fries. Yeah, before we really knock things, because technically you could be. Oh, you're a vegetarian? So what do you eat? Just cheese pizza and french fries. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
365. It's the healthy might, way to go. I might try it. You might try it. <laughs> Not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so only two people hurt this year in the running of the Bulls. And it's a shame that all these wonderful sporting events take place so far away. Because this is the kind of stuff that I'm interested in. I'm interested in watching or participating in these things. Maybe not the Bulls. I I would be afraid of dying. Have you thought of doing that thing that everyone fucking does now? The the Tough Mudder? No, nah, it's too easy. Too easy? Yeah. Ooh, there are harder ones than that that I would prefer. Or something like that? That's bold. Yeah. There's... Uh, uh, the, the Tough Mudder is just... It's just the fact it's like 20 miles or something like that. And that's just too much of a commitment in the day. That's just endurance. Like there are, there are harder ones that involve more things of the elements and, uh, like more fire and more water obstacles. There's like the, there's a Spartan race that's similar to that, but there's, there's a, a third one that's seems to be the most dangerous one. And it's, and it's only like three or four K long, but there's, there's a ton of different obstacles to go through, and, and one of them is a lot of fire. Is there alligator pits like roller games? I believe so. I love ro- roller games. Yeah. it's uh, I think it's crocodiles, though, not alligators. On roller games? No, in oh, this okay. race. It was definitely alligators in roller games. I can I remember the snouts. <laughs> but I, I actually went and saw... Uh, Megan's roller derby recently too. Oh which, yes, which I was, went. I went. Uh, went last year, which is pretty fun actually. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. The the host that was there was kind of a d bag, but apparently he was just a replacement host. Yeah, it, I think the problem with the hosting is the sound systems in there are in the arenas are not very good, so it's tough to understand what they're saying. It just kind of adds confusion rather than yeah. clarity. But the, other than that, it was fun. I by the end, I had gotten the rules down and kind of knew the strategies. She really seems to enjoy it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, she kind of surprises all the other staff members that she's a, she's a roller, roller girl, the lovely cheetah. Yeah. But, uh, cause you know, she doesn't, if, if you think about women in roller derby, you know, there's a stereotype that you automatically think of right away, you know, bigger girls, a lot of tattoos and funny colored hair and stuff like that. That's the opposite of Megan. She has brown hair and she is skinny. And I don't think she has tattoos. Yeah, there's really in that league, it's a wide array of. Yeah, there's all like moms and stuff yeah. that uh, just like to get out. And uh, and uh, she was telling me about uh, they had a, a weekend. The team kind of had a weekend together up north at a cottage. And, and uh, she said the music selection was pretty interesting. <laughs> The band was interesting that night. Pardon me. The band, the cover band, in between. Is it? Is it the young kids? No, it was different guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just just rocking out there. Were they? Oh, just. They. Chill was loving it. Tearing the house down. (laughs) What were they playing? Like, uh, I think uh, Dolls. The highlight was December by Collective Soul. Oh. (laughs) Interesting rendition. It's funny how I said Goo Goo Dolls, and that's pretty damn close. Yeah, it's about that. But uh, yeah, if you're in the Niagara region, I would recommend checking that out for the uh, Niagara Roller Derby. Give it a poke. You should definitely do that. So, and by the way, just finishing up with the the running of the bulls, nine days they do it. It's they actually run day. it nine days. Yeah, it's a nine oh, I didn't day know event. That. 
I wonder what day Billy Crystal ran on in City Slickers. The first day? The third day? Well, you probably go towards the end when the bulls are more tired. Yes. Do they rotate bulls or is it always... Probably. I don't think they mutilate them anymore. I also wouldn't mind going to see uh, bull fighting. Really? Yeah. They kill the bull. I thought you liked animals. I do. Like Like I said, though. Why don't you go see a dog fire? Why don't you call up your buddy uh, Michael uh, Jesus? <laughs> I can't believe I just blanked on his last name. Well, to, in, the difference is in this that technically the bull could kill the fighter too. So could a dog. People die from dogs. You're yeah, right, but like the fighter has a chance of dying too. It's a fair fight. You think so? I don't know. I've never seen one. No, I've never seen one. <laughs> so uh, the last uh, ball around the world. Um, what do you know about Turkey? Uh, what do I know about Turkey? Not a whole lot, to be honest. No? No. Other than that it's delicious. Yes. And it puts um, me to sleep. Would you like to take a guess on uh, Turkey's national sport? National sport of Turkey. Highlight. Nope. Take another guess? Mini putt. Closer. No, you're way off. Oil wrestling. Oil wrestling. Oil wrestling. Uh, The entire game of this, this is an actual national sport of Turkey. It revolves around participants fighting to get their hands down each other's pants. (laughs) This is a real thing. Um, It's two men, usually well-built. They douse themselves with olive oil. Olive oil? (laughs) Olive oil uh, to make them, you know, glisten and shiny and slippery. And, uh, Maybe The Rock was uh, doing some of this in Fast Five. Possibly. Around the time of Fast Five. Yeah. He was pretty oiled up. He was pretty oiled up. Uh, so each fighter wears a pair of uh, uh, Lederhosen-type pants called a kispit, right? And once the game begins, fighters attempt to pin another down with the goal of getting a good hold on the pants, on the kispit. Um, there are two rules. There are no rules. <laughs> there are two <laughs> rules. You cannot grab an opponent's scrotum. Fair. And you cannot invade the rectum. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But you can grab the pee-pee. I, I'm assuming. So that's fair you can, you can hold on to it, sure. Hmm. Because the first fighter to have that well, exposed loses the match. Oh, it, you have it exposed? Yeah. Oh, wow. This... Yeah. Seems like a whole new level of wrong. Now, I got this It's weird that a national sport probably couldn't be televised or like... Well, maybe it can in Turkey. Maybe. Those fucks. But uh, if we have any listeners from Turkey, I would like some clarification on this. If it is, in fact, the national sport and if people really do oil themselves up and uh did you look it up on youtube at all no i was afraid to because i didn't want to see any any disqualifications of you know ball tearing or rectum invading those are probably the ones that would get on youtube probably like death videos or so that's that's i mean so there you go people that say we don't talk about anything but north american sports boom right there oil wrestling like we talked about Turkey, Spain, 
the UK, and Argentina. That's the globe right there. Like, and, and we previously talked about North America. So we got, we, we've done a lot on this show. You don't have to prove, prove it to me. I'm with you. <laughs> All the way. People listening are like, these fucking guys are morons. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get in a little uh, sack time? Sack time it up. Sack time it up as we uh, get this uh, show kind of wrapped up. Oh, right. The one thing I wanted to talk about that I, before we get into sack time is um, I was walking the dogs the other day. And uh, I walked past a youngster in uh, in scenic Welland, Ontario. The Rose City. The Rose City. Um, who was wearing a Raptors jersey and a Miami Heat ball cap. To me, that's wrong. You shouldn't be able to do that. I definitely see where you're coming from. I tend to match everything. It's You do match all yeah. the time. It's amazing how well you, you coordinate your, your gear. Yeah, you got to. You got to look fresh. And I think it's something that we do need to expand on sometime. Maybe we need to do a special episode of Ball Junk where we lay down the rules of jersey wearing. Um, basically, uh, wearing the clothing of your of of uh, professional sports teams the 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 rights the wrongs the do's the don'ts well, maybe even the commandments the commandments shall, thou shall yes. not we because really if if somebody is going to do it it, it probably should be us yeah i there may be stuff like this already i it, i don't it, yeah but i haven't researched it <laughs> okay. and as long as i don't research it i don't know it about it it doesn't exist exactly but uh it just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because who does who does he really cheer for? Is he a Raptors fan or is he a Heat fan? Can you really cheer for two teams in the same conference? Well, we're kind of enter, entering a different world because I own lots of hats of other teams and shirts of teams that aren't my favorite team. But would you mix those? No, but to say I don't know who his favorite team is, I remember when I first started Silicon Knights, I was wearing an Arizona Cardinals hat. My second favorite team in the NFC West. <laughs> Your second favorite team in yes. the NFC West. Yeah, my friends berate me because I have. I like a ton of teams in football. Not my. Who's favorite. your favorite team in the NFC the West? Seahawks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, I just I was wearing that. So, a guy who worked there, Ferris, knew me as the Arizona Cardinals guy, and I really had no love for that. He would wear redskin stuff constantly, including a disgust. Uh, well, I, this is kind of rude, but <laughs> the sh- he had a Sean Taylor Jersey. Okay. Who was murdered, <laughs> <laughs> but I always hated him because who was he murdered by? I don't, I don't okay. know, but I always hated him because in a pro bowl, he took, he leveled Brian Mormon, the bills punter. Right. And everyone's kind of playing back a bit. So I don't know. That guy always rubbed me wrong. I feel bad for the guy, but the murdered guy. Yeah, well, that's got to suck. Yeah, not not the guy that wore the Redskins gear. No, Fierce is a good guy. He's a good guy. Oh yeah, you don't feel bad for him. Oh. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I never mix and match ever. I wouldn't even ma- mix and match Hornets with Pelicans. That would also be a faux pas. Yeah. Uh which I'm kind of in a weird sp- 
people are asking now that the Charlotte is going to go back to being the Hornets, who will my team be? Right. It shouldn't even be asked. My team is the Pelicans. I may, as as an Eastern Conference team, there's a chance they might get past the Raptors now. Right. My teams could be Hornets and Pelicans, but uh, Pelicans all the way. No no question. Not even a doubt crept into my mind. So you you can't mix the same – you can't mix two teams from the same league – I don't think you can do that. Like wear a hat and a jersey of no. two different teams I at mean, the same time. If you're doing that, he almost has the only fashionably acceptable one. Like the Heat and the Raptors colors are kind of similar. Still. The, 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 I, I'm not against it, but that's like the almost visually acceptable case. Whereas anyone else, like thinking of putting Celtics with Knicks, which would be really bad. Yeah. It's just gross. But, okay, and, and I also have a problem with people showing up to a sporting event wearing not only a jersey of a team that is not playing or associated with those teams, but sometimes the wrong sport is almost as bad. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of guilty of this. Like, uh, so you would go to, like, a, I, a, a Toronto Maple Leafs game, say they were playing the San Jose Sharks. And I would wear my Sabres jersey. No, yeah, that's want, awful. I want everyone to know I'm a Sabres fan, but uh, and I would definitely. I, I have worn uh, Orioles jerseys to Blue Jays games, and the Orioles aren't playing. Yes, mind is blown, and I I'm have so upset. Right, I now. have worn for sure Hornet stuff to Raptors games where the Hornets weren't playing, and a lot of it. <laughs> wow, yeah, I. I I don't know. I that one's not as big a faux pas for me. It's you're there for the sport, and my team's not here, but I want to represent them at the game. I've got a big problem with that. Guess we're just gonna have to take it outside. Yeah, we're uh, we'll have to. Uh, well, if we ever go to a game, I'll be sure to do that. Okay, that's great. <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to set up the commandments or something. It is interesting though, like. When I go to Bills games, a lot of fans of the other team tend to get worried. Like, they won't wear their stuff because they're worried they're going to get into fights. Right. And people are going to dump beer on them. I actually haven't seen a lot of that in my history at Bills games. Like, uh, they say places like New York and Philadelphia are really bad for that. But I don't know. It seems pretty calm. And I wish people were meaner to those people. But I've gone with people who are big Dolphins fans to Bills games and... They get a, a bit of, a bit of lip here and there, but nothing more than that. Right. I uh, I heard a story of a, a couple of guys that uh, who were Blue Jays fans, and they went to Yankee Stadium for a game, you know, Jays and, and Yankees, and they were wearing their Blue Jays jerseys, and they were getting picked on severely by the Yankee crowd. Um, Was this new Yankee Stadium or old Yankee? Old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And they were out in the bleachers, and and it got to the point where they were worried about physical harm coming to them. And the only reason they made it alive because some other d bag in a Mets jersey showed up, and then all the attention went to that guy. Well, I went to a, a Pistons playoff game once when the Raptors were playing them, and it it got a little uncomfortable a couple times, mostly because there was no ushers around at all, really, to say anything. So. 
And we were, I think that was, we painted our chests for that game and got a little cuckoo. Uh-huh. There were some people throwing popcorn at us, but it seemed like it was kind of in jest a bit. I, I, I never, personally never felt a threat, but that was an, well, inter- like that was an interesting five, experience. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I am secretly an enormous pussy though. Like I probably, <laughs> I, I don't think I could ever fight. I have no muscles. I, I'm a weakling. So it's good that, oh, I didn't talk. Did I talk about this? No, I didn't. The Joe Carter classic after no. party. I went to the Joe Carter classic after party. Right. How does this segue into you being a pussy? Well, it segues <laughs> in the fact that I'm six foot five. And so, so I went to this after party it's a golf tournament and then it's like this party at a downtown hotel open bar uh all tons of athletes uh a lot of former jays kenny lofton jerome bettis uh t- it was awesome like uh eric lindros who looked like he's really is permanently concussed or, oh. or really just really drunk i think but uh he was catatonic <laughs> at that <laughs> at that event, but uh, I talked to Jerome Bettis a bit, like for a second, just shook his hand, and Kenny Lofton. But uh, at the end of the night, Kelly Gruber, when we were getting off the elevator at the end, Kelly Gruber came out, and he talked to us for like fifteen minutes. He, I was never a big Kelly Gruber fan. Respect but the mullet. He he still he still has it, and he was actually. Really nice and personable and pretty funny. Like, it just has this weird demeanor when he walks around. Like, his chest's always kind of puffed and his head's lifted. And he was a little, a little well marinated, but right. just made for a more memorable evening. Very but good. It was, it was awesome. Like, really, Were you, really did you cool tower experience. over Kelly Gruber. No, but the reason why that made me think of it is in that situation, I, I, Got a few second looks because I kind of look like I was. This, I could be a former football player. Oh, right, right, because right, I'm right. I'm so big that in that environment, people actually give me a second look. Where normally they're like, "Who's this fucking?" Idiot? You could say that you you played on the you know the 2002 Ar- Argos exactly. Totally, I di- I didn't, but I I probably should have. You probably should have. Well, yeah, it was it was really cool. It was a good time. Yeah, nice. Um, so during the last show, we talked about, um, how you and I were thinking about maybe doing like a contest, whether it be playing a game of horse or mini putt or table tennis or something like that. And we'd put it out to the listeners to send us an email, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com, uh, to give us suggestions. Um, our good friend Henrik sent in three suggestions and we could pretty much solve those three right now. Are they labeled with curse words saying I'm a fucking idiot? No. Okay, so he wasn't drunk when he wrote No. This. Okay. Uh, no. Why? Did that happen? Oh, yeah. He'll get a little little loopy and go on a tirade sometimes, but I'll forgive him for Fair it. Fair enough. Uh, so the first one, he, he just kind of wanted to know, have a contest be- between you and me of, of who has the most money. And uh, I think you probably would win, considering you know you have this lovely home yeah, that we're recording in. And uh, if it's liquid versus net worth, right. 
I'm not that liquid. I, I spend my money pretty fast. So. But, uh, you know, I live in a semi-detached house with two dogs and the girl. And, uh, and you know, you probably spent more money on spilt liquor last week than I made in an entire year. So <laughs> I don't know about that. That's what Ric Flair used to say. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, and then, uh, who has the fastest car? And I thought right away, well, you do, but then it, I, your close. car is pretty old. <laughs> it's close. It's but a, I drive a Toyota Echo. And I have so, a 2000 Toyota Camry. So, um, my car is very fuel efficient. Uh, but I'm not sure whose car would go fastest. And he, he wanted to know whose car would enter the F1 race. And I, I, I think it's pretty close. Yeah, of, of of mediocrity. I may have a slight edge, just the Camry versus Echo, but yes. like you said, it's an older Camry, so yeah. tough to tell. And then uh, anyone to know who had the bigger penis? And uh, <laughs> that's definitely you. <laughs> I can almost say that with a hundred percent confidence. <laughs> we so can, there you go, Henry. We can oil oil wrestle if you want to. I, I think I might win on a technicality. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You couldn't pull it out. <laughs> uh, well, this show went downhill real quick. Uh, so yeah, if you have any actual suggestions on some sort of a, a game or contest that uh, Frank and I could do, and you guys can you know maybe wager amongst yourselves and. Uh, know who do you think would win? So we'll get some suggestions in, and then you know we'll we'll send out some tweets and and things like that, and just uh, to see where it goes from there. So uh, send us that along with any email questions, balljunkpodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, so let's get into some uh, sack time. We were going to do before we got distracted. We talked about penises. Now we're back on track. All right, so. Uh, Here's an email from Alex, uh, titled "Longtime Listener." Since this is episode number two, <laughs> congratulations! Uh, but maybe he meant uh, film junk. Could be. It's possible. All right, hey, ball junk, longtime listener, first time email <laughs> emailer. I had a question I'd like to weigh in on. I know winning championships erases past sins. For example, the R- MRP, the most raping player, Kobe <laughs> Bryant. <laughs> I'm from Cleveland and still cannot find it in my heart to let the decision go. Uh, For those of you who are not sure what that was, uh, when LeBron James was a free agent, he was deciding on where he was going to go play. If he was going to re-sign with Cleveland or go sign somewhere else, he had an actual televised event called The Decision. It was on Fox? ESPN. ESPN. And he sat down and uh, in a Cleveland high school Jim uh, with a camera crew and Jim uh, who's the interviewer the guy that always accuses Pete Rose of betting on baseball the dink Jim Gray yeah I think it was Jim Gray I don't remember to be honest and uh, and that's when uh, LeBron James said that he was going to take his talents to South Beach meaning he was going to go sign with the Miami Heat so this guy from Cleveland uh can't let it go. Um, and again, he said, especially how he orchestrated on TV, seemingly to rub it all in. So he wanted to know what our thoughts were. So what's your thought on a, about it? Um, do you have a different perspective on it? 
being, you know, Canadian and, and not being from Cleveland. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I did personally didn't have a problem with him going to Miami. Like, it's his choice to where he wants to work. It's essentially his job. I do agree that as you're saying what he did, it seems a little ridiculous. Because I, no I, one has ever done that. Yeah, I could definitely see how someone from that town could permanently resent that person. But uh, I, I would be more curious to see if what I think may happen happens, if LeBron comes back to Cleveland after Miami, right? what would happen in that case? And would this listener... It, that's an, to say, well, I hate him, but he is the best basketball player in the world. He'd welcome w- him back. Would I want him back? But that, he's going to be a Laker anyway. So well, I, I don't know. I, I would. That's what I'm really curious to see if that does happen. I and heard, if like the owner Dan Gilbert, after publicly trouncing LeBron James and being pretty resentful in the media, if he would kind of hire him back and back down on that hatred that he kind of put out there. So. But then they went and got Mike Brown back too. Oh God, I hate Mike Brown. What a useless coach. I think I think he got fired too soon from the Lakers, though. No, he. I don't. Because, I, I don't mean, even understand how he's a coach in the NBA. He's another one of these coaches that, from what I gather, he kind of lets the players do their thing. He's one of these. He's more there for to to handle the referees and do stuff like that, but. He's not telling players, this is how it is. This is my system. Like it or leave it. He's kind of like the Doc Rivers style of, you guys do your thing. I respect you. Which, it, it, it can work in the NBA. It just doesn't impress me that much from a coaching perspective. Uh, I, think, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's a, a fair um, description of what Mike Brown does. But... Uh, Getting back to the decision, I actually heard a pretty funny story recently on uh, on another podcast uh, uh, where a stand-up comedian was retelling a story that he was in the middle of a set in Cleveland that same night, and he said that it kind of started in the back room with people texting, checking their phones, and then it slowly made its way through the entire crowd that he was leaving, and he just he lost the whole crowd because everybody was just so upset that LeBron was uh, going to play in Miami. <laughs> I think that would be the worst because he could hear people in the crowd going, what, he's leaving? He's fucking leaving? <laughs> yeah, if only he could have had the foresight to prepare some LeBron material. Some material. It to, could have been his best. Which he it. probably did. And that's, <laughs> well, where else could you go from there? But uh, I agree. I think the whole idea of the decision on television was ridiculous. But you can't really fault a guy for wanting to play elsewhere. Yep. He, you know, like his contract was up. He did. You know, he played it out. He didn't. He wasn't one of these guys who demands to be traded and all that bullshit, which I hate. No, he didn't do any of that. So thanks for your email, uh, Alex. Uh, sticking with basketball, here's one from Matt. Uh, hey guys, I was wondering what your thoughts are on the Chicago Bulls of the 1990s. The 96 team went 72 and 10, which is the all time record in the NBA. Are they the greatest team ever? That's part one of this question. Hmm. Greatest team ever? 
I mean, statistically, you might have to say so. I I don't know, though. I think this year's Heat would be a contender, yep. considering their streak and how much higher the level of competition is now in the NBA. Like, there were some really bad teams back then around that time. But I would say... Uh, Especially the sh- in their division. In- like, I think that's when the, yeah. the Cavs were awful and a time when the Celtics stunk. So it's tough to say, but they're, they're obviously an amazing team. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say the some of the Showtime Lakers teams. That's what I was going to say, Showtime have. era. You know, They had some uh, decent teams. Uh, also a question for Frank. Who, in your opinion, is the greatest Hornets player of all time? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm assuming this person knows that you're a New Orleans Hornets fan, yeah. but he listed three Charlotte Hornets. Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Glenn Rice, and let's not forget Matt Geiger. <laughs> <laughs> well, my personal favorite Hornet of all time is uh, James Collier Brown, oh. or PJ Brown, who uh, was always my favorite player. Just doing the gritty stuff. PJ Brown. Unsung hero. Wow. Just getting shit done. Constantly. Use the glue. I love PJ Brown. And I got his autograph when I was in New Orleans. Nice. Did I was, I, that was when Jamal McGlure was on the team. Oh, okay. And I was in the French Quarter. It was like four in the morning, and I saw him and probably annoyed the piss out of him for five minutes, drunk off my because ass. Because you were telling me you were Canadian? Yeah, I was just talking to him. We were getting pictures with him and stuff, saying I love the Hornets. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it's um, those would have to be, who else? Glenn Rice, I guess. I love Mashburn when he was on. Another personal favorite would be Eldon Campbell. Oh, such excellent posture. <laughs> baseline J was of all the things <laughs> to notice on a basketball player. Posture could hit a baseline J like a can of corn. Uh, who else did I really like? I think you've answered that question. Okay. Yeah. That's I think those, those are my favorites. And he closes it up with thanks guys. And I'm glad to hear Greg back on the podcast. Well, we've done two and I've been on both of them. So, Hello. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with these weird emails. All right. Here's uh, an email from Brad Brown. Oh, I wonder if that's former NHL player Brad Brown. I doubt it. It's probably a pretty common name. Brad Brown. Who's the guy that directed uh, The Incredibles? Is that Brad Brown? Um, Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Brown Bird. Um, all right. Love the first episode. Can't wait for more. Boy, we made this poor bastard wait a bit, didn't we? Yeah, there was a lot of... Three months? We waited. I guess it was because it was Almost. April, right? Yeah. yeah. There were some technical difficulties. Yeah. We'll put it that way. When we were ready to do one again and... More sound, technical the, the difficulties. The soundboard died. And yeah. So, so. It's, uh, it's been a struggle getting to this point, but I think we're pretty good now. Good. So Brad says, hey guys, loved the first episode, can't wait for more. I'm sure you either watched or at least kept up with the NFL draft this year. I didn't really watch it or keep up with it, but uh, I think you did. Yep. Um, If you haven't talked about it already, could you talk about your thoughts here? Also, I'm a born and raised Dallas Cowboys fan. Don't worry, I'm not a bandwagoner. I've lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex my whole life. I didn't know Dallas-Fort Worth was known as a Metroplex. 
And my that's not part of the email. That was just my <laughs> random thought. Uh, my earliest memories of watching the Cowboys was after they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 30. Since then, we have gone 138 and 134 overall. So all I've known of my Cowboys is almost dead even mediocrity. What are your thoughts on Tony Romo? Okay, so first, uh, as far as the Bills go, a lot of uh, contention around their first pick, EJ Manuel, yes. the quarterback. Personally, I was not crazy about it at the time. I, obviously, I hope he's good. That goes without saying. But even his highlight reels that they showed on draft night, I mean, half of those ball, like, almost all in the highlight reel, if that was the NFL, that's a pick 90% of the time. Right. But, so it, it could have just been that they were exciting plays. But, uh, I mean, I'm obviously hoping for the best. Might just pick up an EJ Manuel jersey if he's the starting quarterback on uh, day one. But my expectations are not high at this point. So some of the other uh, draft picks were, were pretty good. I just, you know, it was a pretty polarizing pick in the fan base, and I tend to be on the slightly negative side. What but, are your thoughts on uh, Tony Romo then in the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, I actually really like Tony Romo. Do you? Yeah. He, He's got a great rib joint. What? The rib, isn't it Tony Romo's Oh, ribs? I thought you were talking about his actual like, ribs, the bones. He's got a great rib joint. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, isn't, it, isn't that the, the franchise, the no, restaurant? Tony Romas. Rom, Romas. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Should have did I, some research. I think he's pretty good. I think his offensive line has been pretty shit. Uh, the last little while, but uh, he always—I like him just as a teammate. He—he uh, he never he always take the blame, even if it's not his fault. And I have a feeling the guys in the locker room really respect him and like him as a teammate. So I think he uh, doesn't get enough credit in that area. And I—I uh, I think I've said this before, but I'm expecting a very good season from him this year. And I would take a 138 and a 134 overall record for a team that I was following. Yeah, and considering a, a what Bills, I have. <laughs> as a Bills fan, I would their record in those same years probably a whole lot yeah, worse. Yeah, that's the Dolphins I don't think would they've be a had lot worse one, too. maybe one eight and eight season since then. It's pretty good. Uh, so Ryan, our last uh, email is from Ryan uh, from Dayton, Ohio. He's writing to ask. He refers to us as esteemed gentlemen. I think he's just kissing up. Uh, when is it acceptable to break up with your favorite team or teams? I've been a lifelong fan of the Cleveland Browns, Indians, and Cavs. I'm 33 and I've never seen a championship. And my father is 63 and has seen only one when he was 14 years old. That would be who? Mm, Browns, 50 maybe? years ago, maybe, yeah. I've been trying to extricate myself from this misery and wanted your opinions on the subject. Should I bail on 30 years of fandom or stick it out to the bitter end? That's a, that's a really good question. Like, is it, you know, I think it is okay if you want to break up with your team. I mean, if, um, if the team is run poorly, if the team owner seems only concerned with making money for himself and not putting it into the team but and that sort of frustration can uh, can get you down i can totally see it being okay to say you know what fuck this team i'm starting over 
The dilemma is who do you pick? Well, I would say you, you just throw all the other teams s- into a hat and pick one. Yeah, you, you almost can't pick a front runner because then you're a bandwagoner. I did you that. Almost have to I did that one year with because I was so goddamn pissed off with the Habs, and I was at a bar sitting with a couple other people, and uh, and everybody was pissed off with their own teams. One guy was an Oilers fan. One guy was, uh, shit. I can't remember what other team he picked for, and so you know we all ended up picking new teams. And uh, one guy got uh, San Jose. One guy got St. Louis. I can't remember who I got. I think it was Carolina. And I was like, yeah, I could be. A- I could be a Hurricanes fan. Sure. Why not? Didn't last. It didn't last. I I personally, I wouldn't frown upon someone changing teams. Like, I, I, I broke up with the Raiders. and yeah, you did. So uh, I'm guilty of it. But as I would like to think, even though I approve of it, I would never do it again. I, I want these to be my teams forever. I forever. I You're going to stick it out. That's the that's the goal. You never know what's going to happen. So like if, if I build- moved, let's say I moved somewhere, right? And I there was sports teams in the city. That that would be a reason. That could change me. Like if you moved to like Chicago. Exactly. Would you pick the White Sox or the Cubs? I would guess the Cubs. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Cubs games. Yeah. They're terrible. <laughs> but uh uh, I, I find Wrigley Field fascinating. Yeah, I would love to see a game there. So, uh, yeah, if you got an email and you got a question or a comment or an idea for a contest for Frank or I, uh, just, uh, or Frank and I, uh, send us an email, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we'd like to hear what you guys have to say. We'd love to answer your questions and uh See what you think on this uh, wonderful world of uh, sport. Uh, Frank, do you have uh, anything to add before we wrap this bad boy up? No, I think that's everything. It was, uh, it was a fun time. We got a lot of information out. Yeah, it's good. It, it didn't feel like two hours. No, no. This uh, podcast flew by, and uh, we kind of hope uh, it did for you guys. So we're going to start uh, putting together uh, show number three. What are we thinking of? Uh, like a, a monthly thing or every three weeks? or. Uh, Probably on the monthly side, yep. I was kind of thinking maybe end of August, just uh, NFL preview or something like sure. that. I kind of want to catch up to Game Junk and yeah. pass it in number of episodes. Well, I can't allow that. You can't? Uh, no. It would look bad on me. It would, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you're on both. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. I, like Again, what's going? there's not a whole lot sports-wise going on until the beginning of the NFL season. So that seemed like... Uh, a likely time for the next I think one. that's good. Yeah, we'll aim for uh, end of August. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Dirty Frank with uh, three R's in dirty and uh, at the Gas Man Liz. So send us a tweet, send us emails, let us know what, uh, what you're thinking about the show, and uh, thanks for listening. You get your balls to the wall.